to the Small But Mighty Podcast, where we dive into the world of connection. Hey, what's up, what's up? Thanks for tuning in for the past two weeks and coming back and checking us out for the third week. Y'all are going to kill me, okay? I said we were going to be talking about PTSD and PTSR today, but I've... uh, have a friend joining us, and I thought it'd be a little bit more fun to have some fun with her. Uh, this is my friend Shannon. Shannon, say what's up. What is it? Tell us a little bit about her. She's cooking in the kitchen. She's she's phoning it in. She was supposed to be here, but she's had a rough morning, so um, she's going to phone it in, and she's cooking breakfast. What are you cooking over there? I'm going to make some eggs and some grits mm. and um, I don't know I might throw some bacon in this air fryer okay so let's let's discuss this debate here sugar or salt you said what happened sugar in your grits or cheese or save like do you want prefer sweet or savory I kind of been um delivered from the sugar and the grits. You know, I lived in the South for eight years, and um, before I moved to the South, you know, up North, grits is like a del- it's, it's something that we don't normally do as much. Um, but down South, grits is Bible. Like, they eat grits with everything. So, grits with cheese and butter, whole nother level. I also learned that grits taste better cooked in broth or stock as opposed to water. Huh. So, yeah, in the South grits, we don't put, they don't put sugar in grits down there. And ever since I've come back to Indianapolis, I still don't put sugar in my grits. I usually, when I make grits, I make it with salt, pepper, maybe some uh, Chef Tony's, some uh, cheese. I cook it in broth or stock as opposed to water, so... My, my grits game is different. I, I don't put sugar in it. I like my grits with sugar. I like everything sweet. Almost everything. I like some something savory. But I have like... Have you had... Okay, so with that being said, have you had grits with cheese? I don't like cheese like that. Like, I don't like melted cheese like that. No, it's not melted. It's in there. Like, you cook... See, when you cook the grits, right... Because grits in the South is like rice. You know what I mean? Like what rice is to us, that's how grits is to, to Southern. Um, ma'am, it's more, I'm more of a, you're saying us. Who's us? <laughs> uh, y'all in this part of the region that we okay. call the Midwest. Midwest. Okay. Yeah. That's what, you think that's a Midwest thing? Rice? Yeah, we never did too. We did you have rice for breakfast growing up? Come over here rice. so we can hear you. You're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rice and eggs. But he said rice yeah, and yeah, that's why I thought that the rice was a southern or a coastal thing because that's more of a, a cultural thing. I was 
you know, we white folks do noodles and potatoes. <laughs> and that's why I was asking. But growing up, when we were broke, we would have rice for breakfast um, and put sugar in it. That's why I like grits with my sugar. But we'd have brown sugar. My mom would put brown sugar in my rice, my white rice. And then when we were... When we were done, she'd have tell, she'd be like, drink the juice. And all it was was straight syrup, like brown sugar <laughs> syrup. There's nothing. <laughs> sugar syrup. It was a treat, man. <laughs> I was hyper. I do, like sugar. I do like sugar and butter in my rice, though. Yeah. But, Ooh, and raisins. <laughs> but I have this stuff called this, this Creole season. Yes. I, I, I Is that Tony's? Every- Is that Tony's? Yes. Yeah, that would be good. I have that too. Everything. So do I. I, put, I, I like it on salmon. Huh? I put it on my, my salmon and my Brussels sprouts. I put it on everything. I put it in my greens. Like, I put it in greens. Instead of the eggs, red peppers. Vegetables. Everything. That's if. I cook, I cook everything with it. That's if I don't have time for a. I use that for the certain seasoning, for like certain dishes, when I don't have time to do the it's extra my, seasoning. It's my Lawrence. Like, <laughs> your Lawrence. Have you looked to see how much um, salt is in that? There's a lot. I don't. I know you I don't, don't care. Well, I'm saying as long as long as you don't mix it with Lawrence, like, cause then you're gonna be like in super salt overload. Well, I care. I want my friend to be around for <laughs> and healthy. You know, I look at it like for every bad meal, you have to have at least two good meals. You know what I mean? It's really all about balance. Like, because I done did the vegan thing and I done did the vegetarian thing. and I've We did a whole lot of things. Eating and I could really kind of go either way. I don't really need Laurie's if I'm using Chef Tony's, mm-hmm. but I definitely need like Mrs. Dash. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned you were down. Sorry, I was thinking of which way, which direction I wanted to go. So you mentioned you went down south. Um. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell my friends, because not everybody knows who you are to me okay let me tell you how we met like let me say how we met all right shannon and i met through music and she was performing were you performing first or no i met you first because you were in rada's video that's when i first met you and then you hadn't put your album out yet i had known rada for many many years um, before I met you. I just remember you being with him all the time. Um, I thought you were deaf, to be honest. <laughs> because, like, you used to do sign language a lot. Like, I think he had somebody in his camp who maybe was deaf. Um, no, he went to school for, he and I went to the same school for interpreting. Yeah, but 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 it's true here. Yeah, you're right. Joey, his friend Joey, our friend Joey, he is a DJ. He's deaf. Yeah, I I, I really definitely thought she was deaf. But um, <laughs> yeah, I met Rada along with with, with Shine D, um, and and uh, who else? Like they had a whole camp of people. 
down yeah. with them. Yeah. And uh, a whole we slew. all used to we all used to, you know, hit up these these same same spots. Yep. And just rock the mic. And then um I did that. I moved here in like what, twenty twenty, I would say twenty twenty, two thousand and three. And I was here in the in in the Indianapolis doing music. Gosh, I've I've met you not too long after that. Yeah. I knew you. Mainly, I was just on the west side of town up Mm -hmm. until, like, I started networking a little bit more because we had MySpace. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's how I met a lot of people there, just by networking. And um, eventually I moved and went to Atlanta in 20, I want to say 2012. I went to Atlanta. Tell us about your time in Atlanta real quick. What was that like? Uh, Tell us about your time in Atlanta real quick. It wasn't easy. No, not at all. Uh, A lot of people get the wrong idea when they think think they're going to go to Atlanta and they're just going to get a deal or they're going to take over. (laughs) And it ain't like that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Why, what do you mean? Atlanta is tough nut to crack if you don't know the locals mm-hmm. um, were you moved did you go there for music purposes yes i went there mainly for music and i just really wanted to get the hell out of indiana. i didn't know that i thought you were going because you just wanted to get the hell out of indiana i wish you would have said something i had people i could have helped you with <laughs> i mean like i had a good run i had a, i had a pretty decent run i made a lot of i made a lot of connects out there but the thing is is that Atlanta is oversaturated. Mm-hmm. It's oversaturated, and with as an artist who is more lyrical, um, as opposed to, I'm not gonna say mumble rapping or anything like that, but you know how Atlanta's music was in those days. You know what I mean? It was it was a bit different and. Um, being an artist from the Midwest and somebody that actually really put a lot of thought into the words that I spoke on the, on the microphone, um, it wasn't well received down there. And then with me being a woman and me being a, you know, I ain't going to toot my own own horn, but me being fairly attractive, um, they will put you in boxes. Um, they expected you to be overly sexual and, um, it was just hard meeting people that I that I could trust. <coughs> so I was really out there. I didn't have no family or anything. Everybody I met, I met off the script. So talking that that's I didn't even you guys, we did not discuss this conversation. She really had no idea. I gave her a kind of pitch of an idea I was gonna have for today's episode, but she really I never I sent her nothing to prepare her for today. So with that being said, I just want y'all to know this is just conversation and, but that was a perfect segue. You were talking about how, um, you, they expected you to be a certain way and, you know, you were trying to fit into a mold and do things. What kind of, um, boundaries or, um, 
values or like kind of rules for yourself did you have in place to keep you from like going off the deep end per se or some things that help not even it could you know in the positive way of like things that um just helped you create some sort of normalcy and to make sense of that world like what are some things or self, well, I mean, even self, self soothing things. I just never really was the type of person. I wasn't that type of person that 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 gave up my body for for the sake of my music. Like if I if I wanted to sleep with somebody, it's because I wanted to. <laughs> it had nothing to do with what you could do for me or or put me on or anything like that. So I, I made a, a strong point that I would I would carry myself in um, in that way, and um, I had to be tough. Like I didn't get a chance to be in my feminine energy throughout my career of being an artist because nobody protected me. So I had to protect myself. That's. Yeah, like, okay, I can't say that from, like, an artist's perspective because I'm not an, an artist. And I'm, can you imagine me being a rapper? <laughs> like, what would my... <laughs> shut up, shut up. What do you think my rap name would be? The pause, the dramatic... Corey. Corey is the dope name. No, it's not. That's lame. No. no. Good name. Not for a rapper. Not for a rapper, especially a female one. And it'd have to be funny because, you know, like, none of my raps would be serious. <laughs> or on beat, for that fact. <laughs> yeah, get me going really well, and then I'd be, like, snort laughing. <laughs> that'd be your ad-lib. Stop it. Did you hear what he said? He said that'd be your ad-lib. <laughs> Snort. Yeah. Snort laughing. I'm like, That's too funny. I cannot stand you. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, but you, you were. Now you may even forget what she said that I wanted to comment on. Shannon, what were you saying? We had to roll it back oh, last no. week to check. About being in a, about being in a male-dominated industry and not being protected. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah, no. So when I had my little that's like a big thing, like just feeling the feminine energy part is what I'm talking about. When you have to walk around the world in this world, constantly having to protect yourself. You're the only one standing up for yourself. You're the only one um, essentially creating like safe spaces for yourself from childhood on to adulthood that completely changes how you should be, you know? And I've just realized that uh, when you had started mentioning, I don't know, did we have that conversation when we went out to dinner right before my birthday about just like you were, you had to do all of your little, your shadow, not little, it's not little shadow work and all that. You were doing all your shadow work and we were talking about that and Yours, you had mentioned something about feminine energy, and then you had I had seen you post something about it too, and I was just like, you know, I don't even know what that w- would look like 
Because it wasn't ever, it, it wasn't ever shown to me by my mom. I'm not saying she wasn't feminine, but she me just, either. huh? I said me either. She wasn't like, this isn't, you know, there's no attack against my mom. She, she was, she was at school. She worked like she was, she was a teacher. She was a dedicated teacher at that. She put in in the extra hours. It, she didn't consider it necessary to wear makeup. She made sure the house was clean, but I mean, she wasn't doing it in her t-shirts and her panties, you know, like she wasn't doing it to try to look like cute. And like, there was just, it was more of an energy of like around the house of, um, almost like you're at a job, like not at a job, but it was, I mean, it was kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like. It was just kind of, we were just there. There was like, and she was there. She provided more of a, um, I feel like even though we have like the motherly characteristics of us as mothers, I still feel like you should be able to step into a different type of feminine energy. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, but we also got to um, know that there are different levels to feminine energy. You yeah. Positive and, feminine energy, you have negative and toxic feminine energy, you have light feminine energy, and you have dark feminine energy. Okay, I didn't and know all that, so now you're going to have to explain it to me because now I'm curious. You can't well, just say stuff and not. The thing is, is that the amazing creator that we have that created all of us embody, we all embody both masculine and feminine energy for specific reasons. Of course, women who, women are going to have more feminine energy because they are female. Men are going to have more masculine energy because they're ma they're men. The difference is is that our masculine energy as feminine as females is kind of like our protective layer. Mm -hmm. So we can have this this real nurturing, kind-hearted, loving, healing nature about ourselves because it's naturally in us. But we also have to have the ability to create boundaries for ourselves. We have to be, we also have to go out here and work. We have to be competitive in certain things that we do. We also have to be able to, you know, lay down the iron fist, so to speak, if need be. Uh, so that's where the masculine energy comes from. Speaking up for yourself, standing up for yourself. The only thing that we are dealing with right now is that too many of us are in the masculine energy more than we're in the feminine energy. That's, that creates the imbalance that we're seeing right now. So here, here, can, can I, can I speak about that, about that, yeah. the imbalance? Because I 1000% agree there is an imbalance, but like I'm, and I'm part of that imbalance, you know, because like for, you know, one of Oziah's dad's biggest complaints, minus the fact that when I argue, I argue, you know, we're going to argue and he, he doesn't like to argue, but I'm was raised in a home where people argued and then you fix it. And you know, it is what it is. You say what you have to say, but he also, um, but he also felt like he wasn't needed. I'm pretty sure, um, that like I, and to this day, like, I know he feels like, cause I don't ever ask him for anything to for help. You know, and um, I don't, I don't, because I've been doing it by myself since I was 18 years old. Once I, like, you, and it's not that I've wanted to, 
I got myself into some situations and I had to take on the responsibilities. And it's not that I'm not willing to give them up. It's just nobody has proven to me that if that they can take on that, take it on and do it at the level that it needs to be done at. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to go backwards just so that you can catch up and, and learn how to do something because that's going to hurt me. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like that's my, my thinking behind it. But when you have a person and I also would get irritated because like, dude, you see me every single day. You, you would he would see me every single day. You would see what the house looks like. You would see what things need to be done. I don't feel like I should have to ask. Like those things, like, I don't feel like I should have to ask. And if you're listening to me, you can see the things that are stressing. You can hear, you, you know, I'm telling you the things that are stressing me out. I'm telling you the things that are, like, worrying me. And so, I mean, why should I have to blatantly, straight to your face, say, Oziah's got holes in his pants. Go, go get, I need, I need pants for him. Like, you don't see these holes? You know, you something that I learned, um, you know, with being in my new relationship and even with me listening to a lot of, I listen to a lot of podcasts, mainly the men, because men, um, they're on this soapbox right now where they're kind of tired of being belittled by women podcasters or women in general, like in this. Feminine energy, this, this, I won't even say feminine energy, and this feminist society that we're in right now where women are owning their sexuality and being who they want to be, and they're doing, they're doing whole slut walks and, and all of these things. Yeah, and I can't necessarily the men do all that. are <laughs> at this point where they're like, no, like it's time for us to start speaking up. So I listen to a lot of men, a lot of male um, podcasters, and one thing that we as women have to realize is that we also don't know how these men were brought up. Like how, what kind of feminine energy that they saw and was raised around. So they are not mind readers. You literally do have to tell them what you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we expect for a man to be like, okay, well you see that the house is dirty or you see that I need help doing this and doing that. You see that I need to do this. So, we expect for them to automatically be like, okay, yeah, let me go ahead and help her. Or, yeah, like, no, you have to be like, hey, I would, do you think that maybe you could? Um, can you? We have to insinuate what we want. We have to tell these men nowadays what we want because they're not my readers. We want them to be. We, we feel that they should know, but you also know, like, at our age, we, we, we remember the story about women are from Venus, men are from Mars. That shit is the truth. They don't think like us. Okay, so you're that's very true. You're like, are you in my head today? Because you're you're bringing up topics that are like are perfect for my segues in my head. And I kept on thinking to myself, and like while I was in the shower today, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this all connect and just make it smooth. <laughs> and here here you are. <laughs> So men are from Venus or men, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. That's funny because that was a big like book back when I was when we we were in high school. Did it come out when we were yeah. in high school? I think. Yeah. That came out before. Girl, I think that, that, movie, that show. No, it was a book. There is a book. And I think it came 
came out like in maybe the 80s. Sean says 50s. I mean, but we're the babies in this little thruple we have going on right here in the studio. Like, he's the old, the elderly one, so he would know over us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it came out pretty, he's, like, early in the game. Really? Yeah. I never knew. Um, but that that's funny because that was big in pop culture. And obviously, all the way until the 90s, because we thought it came out in the 90s. So... Do you remember, okay, me growing up, my parents, I did not have a good, my parents were not a good example of what um, I would consider what I would want a successful relationship to look like, right? Even though they're about to celebrate 50 years, if nothing else, they are the the definition of till death do you part <laughs> through thickness, like through everything, but there went, they were not good examples for conflict resolution by any means whatsoever. My mom would um, be the calm one, but she now that she's a principal, I call it her principal voice. But no adult man, I don't think, wants to be talked to the way, like as if they're a child in the principal's office, right? But no adult woman wants to be screamed at the way my dad would yell and scream at her. And then he would just leave. So then he wasn't even listening to what she was saying, no matter how calm she was, you know. And so I would like as a child, that is what I witnessed. And that's how I would whenever the amount of anxiety it would cause me every time that they would argue and fight. And um I realize that's what causes me to get so anxious when I get passionate about what it is that I care about or if I'm upset and have a disagreement. Like, I go, I'm like my dad, and I go to, like, 100,000. Like, I'm up on, or I can't say I am that way. Like, after I had my little mental break, is like everything just broke, broke open and it made sense. Like, I could figure out why I was, why I did the things that I would do. But what I, as like I had that little health break and I realized, oh, I get, I have, I respond this way because of this. I noticed that I had created these boundaries or because I didn't like the examples that my parents like gave me as a child, I, um, I went to pop culture, not even my friends. Like, you know, if you're if you don't learn something from your parents, typically you go to your friends to learn about whatever it is in the world. I dove into pop culture and entertainment. So, um so I created all these little like rules for dating and um or how, like, what is okay and what isn't okay based off of things like Mar- um, men are, women are from Venus and men are from Mars. Um, do you remember the book, um, He's Just Not That Into You? Or it, it was a movie. Did you see the movie? I haven't, but I've, I've seen, I've read a few articles like that, though. The, the movie, <laughs> the movie is hilarious to me, and it, re- I, <laughs> And I'm like, well, dang, that's me. And then I like I would see me in all these different characters. Bridget Jones's diary. Jesus Christ. I feel like that whole like trifecta was like there was a part of me. Seriously, like 
from all of her like outfit disasters and just everything. Like I like there was so like I felt like that was my 20s. But um <clears throat> I would come up with like these boundaries like from movies like and just different things. So like I don't kiss people like still to this day at 40, I still adhere to some of these, some of these rules that I created just to find some normalcy and some boundaries to make sense of things that I was not taught as a kid or I didn't get, I, or I didn't really see displayed. And so like one, the, this is the one that I think everybody I've talked about before. So I'll just, one of them, um, I don't kiss. I don't kiss. I don't kiss. <laughs> I mean, I kiss my kids goodnight and stuff like that, but like, I'm not a, a kisser because I don't want, I don't, I mean, I'll kiss somebody I, I, I like, like if I want them to know I like them, then I'll kiss them. But, um, <laughs> but you can feel a lot of things in a kiss and I don't want to be feeling your feelings if I don't like you, you know what I'm saying? So I got that rule from, can you guess what movie? No, you know, people are out here just kissing people, you know, they're, they're just out here kissing because they think it's the, the thing that the thing to do. But like, I'm saying like, no, nothing, because I got it from um, from Julie, from um, Pretty Woman. Would you shut up? <laughs> Have you seen the movie? Have you seen that movie? Shut up. <laughs> so I'm comparing myself to <laughs> No, I wasn't comparing. Even prostitutes can have good shot. She got a, she she made three thousand dollars in a week, okay, for not kissing. <laughs> she was kissing not mouths. I understand that, but she's it's not a good rule. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great rule. It's so a you're willing to have sex with no. <laughs> That's not a good rule. At least you know my mouth is clean. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not. No. <laughs> no, no I can't. Oh, my God. Sean, you are on one today. I cannot. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I would have led with a different example. <laughs> I didn't have to think all the way through of who was in the room with me. You got the whole, <laughs> the whole podcast world with you. Today. Well, that's fine, but like they, I don't get to hear their jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's not like, I mean, I guess. Because you want to just one and done and be gone, but like that helps cre keep the keep the the feelings from. You gotta feel them to feel it. No, no you don't. No, you don't. No, um, from no, I don't have to, because of certain things that have happened to me. I can very easily have sex for fun, and not have to have the feelings that could possibly come along with what is in a kiss. And there's, there's good things about that, and there are negative parts about that, because there, you know, yeah. I can very easily turn off my emotions when it comes I'm to that. Too, I'm too old to just be fucking for sport. Right on, that's what I'm saying. <coughs> nope, I'm... You see, 
That's what I'm saying. I'm not... I was working my way there. Dang, why don't you stop just jumping ahead? You just literally took me from... I still had, like, seven more movies to discuss. <laughs> and you just took me straight to, like, ten. I had some songs I wanted to talk about. <laughs> oh, shit. And look at this. Look at... Look. Look what you have sitting here. Stress. Uh, Shannon. Starbucks. I bought you a Starbucks. <laughs> People, you oh, yeah. you guys are those hoes that sit there and friends with fr people who love Starbucks. So you guys just get. <laughs> you know, coffees I can buy for $7. Oh, Sean, we've had this conversation before. I'd rather make it. Well, it's not the same. I, just, I don't know. I have this is my coffee right here. It's my favorite coffee. It's the best. My favorite coffee. My favorite coffee is. Um, is Cafe Bustello, the Cuban espresso. Yeah, I used to but like that coffee too, but that, that shit could probably clean the rust off of a, a, a car battery if you make it strong enough. It's, right, that's the thing. It's like, it's so strong that I literally have to wake up and drink it immediately or else I'll be awake until like 3 a.m. Did you ever watch... <laughs> Every time I even pour myself a drink, I think of, I hate the Kardashians, but I think of Chloe. Did you ever see the episode? I know you said you don't watch them, but there's this episode where Chloe is like addicted and hooked on Cuban espresso. Like she had never had it until they had opened their store, Dash, in Miami. And she's like driving around town at 4 a.m. and she wrecks a moped. <laughs> Because she hasn't slept in like 48 hours or something like that because she's so cranked up on Cuban espresso. <laughs> she had to go to the hospital. She had like palpitations and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like every time I take a drink, like every time I drink it, I think of like, I think of her and how, like, how could she even do it? Like, how can you drink that much and be that... But I imagine there's other things that she does that gives her that kick. And so, yeah. I only, I only, I only like Kim because she was with my favorite rapper. But now that they're not together anymore, I don't have no need for her. <laughs> Pretty much and how I felt, too. And, and, and she's a Libra, so that was it. But, like, I'm like, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> you're, you're a Libra. Yeah. Sean, what are you? Kim, Shut Kim, up. When's your birthday? I'm Aries, but I don't believe in it. I know you don't believe in it. You're an Aries? Yeah. When's your birthday? Aries. April 18th. April 18th. Sean is an Aries? That makes sense. <laughs> he doesn't believe in that stuff. He should. <laughs> nah. He, he, he what? He gives up the... No, he doesn't give Taurus. I mean, he's stubborn, but not like terribly stubborn. I don't feel like he's he, he's flexible, huh? Taurus is a, yeah. I, I mean, as far as his ability to just be consistent, uh, to be a good planner and um, execute our ideas, strategize. 
Um, Look at you just listing all of his good qualities. <laughs> this is not the dating game for Shawnee. This isn't a profile. I said this isn't a dating profile. We're not putting him on auction. You're just doing a whole, going down the whole, the whole list. As I'm doing everything she named. Exactly. exactly. He's sitting here doing everything you're, you're doing, you were naming. <laughs> He's not saying it's there's not. He just doesn't believe in it. Oh, it go, he doesn't follow it. It goes against, you know, you can't you can't follow that because then that's like idolatry. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's idolatry. idolatry. Yeah. I said idolatry. <laughs> idolatry. Idolatry. Because idolatry. you're, yeah. Idolatry was when you had sex without being married. That's a That's a, that's a that's it. no sex without being married. That's um, adultery. Adultery? No, that's when you cheat on somebody. No, adultery is when you have sex before you're married. No. Yeah, it's both. It, it, it still is the same thing because you're having sex with somebody else and you're not married. Anytime you have sex and you're not married is adultery. Oh, is it? Well, dang. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> Idolatry is when you idolize something other than God. No, idolatry is that. You're stupid. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So like, when you put your faith system or your belief system or you believe in something else other than other than God, that's idolatry. Yeah, you're idolizing it. You're idolizing it. I know that's. <laughs> she's cutting herself off because she knows it's gonna. She could take. She's gonna go deep. Okay, I'll be front. He could have shut up. Shut up, huh? Would you Did say? You watch the show Atlanta? No. Oh, never mind. I have. I don't have that much time for all the salacious TV shows. I'm, you know, 50 roped me into the power verse and when with the first episode of power way back when it first, you know, was that seven years ago now, eight years ago. And now he has all the different books. So I can't. That man got like four different shows now. I know. That's what I'm saying. I can't like I, I have all all I need. <laughs> thanks to 50. <laughs> I don't need to be watching anything else. I still have my Grey's Anatomy too. So that's a, that's another one. That's another one. I if I were to get married, that I want to get married how Meredith and Derek got married. Do you know Meredith and Derek? Meredith and who? Derek. Meredith and Derek. They're the two. No, you don't know because they're the two main characters. <laughs> On Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's this now. I mean, cousin Derek died. Sorry, anybody who ha- doesn't watch the show, we just ruined it. But like on the Is very McDreamy? yeah, McDreamy. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, you remember the post-it? That's how they got married. 
Do you remember that episode? But see, that's the thing. It's <laughs> what Hollywood does. They give us these exactly. weird-ass scenarios when it comes to love and relationships. This is where I was going. This is and the only bit I gave her, y'all. This was the only the only clue I gave her about what we were going to be talking about. I called our boss and said, we're going to talk about how Hollywood and Disney shapes people's minds. Go. It's bullshit. It's total bullshit. Because it's like, ain't nobody, I don't, don't, That's what they, but no, <laughs> they, they did it together. Like in the, they were like, both of them were non-committal type of people. They didn't want the big wedding. They didn't want the big to do. So they put their promises down on a post-it note, had it framed and they lived by those promises. They eventually got married. It's a movie. Huh? It's a movie. I know it's a movie, but it's still cute. And I think it could be done. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Sean. Jesus. That shit only works in movies. <laughs> Y'all are killing me today. You gotta be realistic. <sighs> it's not what you expect. Out Ain't nobody trying to do that shit for real. No. Why couldn't, why couldn't, why, what is the difference between somebody writing down their promises on a post-it note versus standing in front of a pastor and. talk about it every morning. A hundred, what? You're supposed to talk about all your issues every day. Not just, okay, because you're going to change with time. No, they're the post-it note or their promises. Like, you know how until del- you you stand up in front of the pastor and you say, until death do us part, yada, yada. But that's a fantasy. In the sense. Which, which, which part? Based on all of your standards on movies. Oh, no, see, my standards actually weren't in... Um, I definitely don't want a McDreamy. He was a narcissistic asshole. Like, I definitely don't want that. I... Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I was getting there. I was getting there. I'm not saying I wanted their relationship. I said I could do the post-it note. I'm talking about the damn note. I'm not talking about their relationship. I want their note. Kind of like, I don't want to be a prostitute, but I don't need to be kissing people either. Just like, <laughs> shut up. What is wrong with you? No. You said I did not. I said I don't need to be kissing people. You need to because you need to. If you're going to stand over there and say all of your little slick comments, all they're getting is me and my reaction. Put yourself on blast. I can't stand you. All right. No, post-it note. I could do the, po- like, what I'm saying is I don't necessarily need the whole big to-do, but I want to make sure we're on the same page and we're working towards or promising each other the same things. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that, but, like, I didn't when so you have a new boyfriend. You guys have been together, I'm going to guess, when I noticed, because you didn't come out and tell anybody just blatantly, heifer. You didn't introduce us. You just said, I want to start dating this man. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to say about three months. Five. I'm going to smack the shit out of you when I see you next time. <laughs> he seems uh-huh. cute and nice, though, from what I've seen on the phone. Like, you were talking to him the other day when I was there. That's my darling. So what's, what's different? Okay, so what's different? Because give them the rundown about your little love life. So that they can, because I want, I want to know what you did that was different. Like, what did you change about yourself? Like, what did you come to the realization of? Like, what are some things he did different? Like, because 
I'll, I'll tell you my reasoning, like what, what I've learned about for me. Well, hold on. I'm, I'm freaking alarms going off. Wait a minute. It's, right. o- it's only 11. Oh, you have time. Well, no, my alarm went off. Oh, I thought it was for like work. Why is it not? It's going on. Okay, here we go. Um, I would say, what did I do different this time around? So I'm going to give you the, the, the bees knees. Uh, the oh, y'all, I she's giving us the bees knees. The one thing I did different this time around is um, I was a little bit more patient. And um, I kind of um, approached the situation a lot differently than I did in other relationships. How did, what but do you mean? I've always had this, this complex, like, coming up that um, I just wanted to save people. <laughs> so I was a I was a captain saver. <laughs> captain saver. Uh, yeah, I wanted to just try to save broken people. Like a lot of my a lot of my exes were broken people. Um, and then my upbringing with with how I saw relationships also distorted my my image of what a relation a healthy relationship looks like yeah yeah one thousand percent yeah granted not not throwing my mom under the bus but my mom didn't have the healthiest relationships right and then um our parents are are still human they make mistakes and we and we still love them anyway absolutely and i didn't have my father around to, to teach me how a man is supposed to treat a woman so I never knew how to be in feminine energy. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, same. Um, I, I, and granted, yeah, I had friends, but my, I, I didn't get that from my friends because a lot of my friends had parents that didn't teach them the same things as well. Same. So <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of what I thought about relationships, I kind of learned by trial and error. Mm-hmm. And, same. Um, once I got to the point to where I did the healing that I needed to do to like fully accept myself, good, bad, um, indifferent, the you know what I'm saying, and and I took that and I applied it to my dating life, and I got in this space where I was like, man, I'm just about to get in the uh, poly, so I got in the poly. She's talking about and being. I wanted to. Huh? You're talking about being polyamorous. Yes. I, I just I know I just wanted to make sure to tell everybody. Yeah. Because um, but I, I, I know was, I have at least one listener be, who would not know what you were talking about. I was about. looking to be into um, not just polyamorous, but I was like, I'm just gonna have multiple boyfriends. Like, I want to have two boyfriends because mm-hmm. it just kind of felt as if I couldn't meet anyone who was in a monogamous mindset. Um, and I didn't want to put myself on a burner of getting my heart broken again. I wanted to just be free to do what I wanted to do without any type of attachment. So that, that kind of put me in a, in a state to where I was just dating Mm -hmm. and I got tired of it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't have the energy to divide between multiple people and I'm in this age right now, like I'm 40 years old now. I don't got time to just be out here just sleeping with that person, laying up with this person, getting to know that person, trying to trying to reason and, and defend my position in a person's life. Like, 
don't nobody got time for that shit. Right. I don't. So I met somebody that I was dealing with. I was seeing someone. They had a girlfriend. And I was the second girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it was cool at one point. And after a while, I started getting to the point to where I was tired of feeling like I was an afterthought. Mm. Like I was secondary. Yep. And I wanted my own partner. Mm-hmm. I wanted somebody that was mine. You know what I mean? And and yep. I could be theirs. One thousand. So that's kind of how I'm here now. And it's um, it's it's. I would say it's probably the healthiest relationship I've been in because we have a very good communicate. We have we communicate very very well. So what did so was it the communication that made you like? What yeah. did you? So is the fact that he communicated that made you be like, this is the person, like, this is, I'm, yeah. he's. Yeah, because he, I was honest with him. I was with someone else. I was with the dude. I was with the guy who was with the other girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I was honest about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I told him about everything. And, you know, we, we actually met online. Um, And we happened to know each other. Mm-hmm. Like. So it's just like we we talked to each other for a while before we actually finally met. Mm-hmm. Um, he was consistent. Mm-hmm. He didn't want anything from me. Mm-hmm. When you say he didn't um, want anything from you, what do you mean? He didn't. He he wasn't very. He wasn't sexual for. He wasn't. Doesn't um, that that says like a million things? Mm-hmm. He was interested in me. Right. And who I was. How my day was going, even when I was sick and I had COVID, like he didn't know me like that, but mm-hmm. he was, in, he checked on me and he was just, I'm telling was, you, he was delicate to me. Guys could get a whole lot farther faster <laughs> if they went that route <laughs> than the route they have been yeah, going. Because if you could talk to somebody for, for some time being, and you've never really met them before. Um, that's why I tell people when they're like, well, I can't meet nobody. I can't meet them. I would say try online dating. I don't think that it's that bad. I think that if you're honest and you're not putting up catfish-ass po- photos <laughs> and you actually do take the time to get to know a person and you video chat and then you mm-hmm. develop um, good communication skills, it can work for you. I think that what made us work is the fact that we were we were honest from the jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't hide my other boyfriend from him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hide anything from him. And then on top of that, it just allowed me to be more transparent. And I think another thing is that, like, he allows me to be soft. That's... He allows me to be feminine. So that, <laughs> look at you. So my next question was going to be, do you do you feel like by this point, by the time you found him, came across him, you you were kind of searching with a purpose, like you knew what you needed and you knew what you wanted? Yeah, because I knew what I knew what good, I knew what love was and I knew what love wasn't. I think the biggest issue that I had with my past relationships is I was looking for somebody to love me and I didn't fully love myself enough to know when something was not healthy or something wasn't right for me. You know what I mean? We kind of grow up with these these attachment issues that we have. And I think that, we, we, now one thing I did learn from Polly, um, 
is that like, man, sometimes you got to be okay with the fact that some people are only good for that moment. They may not be meant to stay around for you forever. They may not meant, be meant to be around for years and years and years. Enjoy that time that you have with that person for that moment and then move the hell on. You don't have to hold on to anybody if you feel as if that there's better out there. If you feel as if you could do better, if you feel as if that this person isn't really fully giving you everything that you need, Polly taught me that, like, you can get, you can meet somebody, love that person, but you could possibly not get everything that you need from them. And it's kind of like a double-edged sword because too much of anything is bad. So if I have one person and they're not able to give me every single thing that I need in a person. Does that really mean I need to get somebody else? Maybe I don't need to have all the bells and whistles. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just impossible for somebody to be all things to someone at all times. You know, they can't exactly, because I'm not, I might not be everything to one person at one time, but maybe what, who I am is just enough. Mm-hmm. I think that we're in this this world right now where we we feel like we gotta have everything at a, we do have the ability of having everything at our fingertips and it's not it's not healthy for us though. I think what I think we get um we get it wrong or we mess up when we go chasing after what we want, not what we need. Do you see what I'm saying? That part. Most people, we we see this shiny, this shiny cool car. Say, let's just say a car. You know, I want a, a car. When once Ozai gets big enough and can drive, I want my own car and I want it to be a stick shift. You know, because I like to little zoom zoom zoom. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted that now, but like I needed, my parents were there with me when I got my car, you know, I want my dad to drive it to make sure it's all okay. And he's like, you're not getting this car. You need to get this car. You need a bigger car. Now I have a big Durango, you know, but it's like you needed this because you have these big ass behemoth kids that need to fit in your car. Like you can't have, you can't have what you want. But you need this. And what I learned, what I learned is, and I what I noticed after doing a lot of, you know, searching, not searching, but collecting. Because I'm telling you, when I had my mental breakdown, it was like everything inside me from my heart to my brain all was just out in the atmosphere. And I was having to, like, collect everything and make sense of it all. And um, every ex I was ever with, was better than the last one. At least I can give myself that. Uh-huh. I can at least give myself that, even though they were like these situations. I wouldn't, don't even, there's all situationships, okay, other than my ex husband. They, um, but I could never, like, none of them gave me fully what I needed. Like, some of them gave me a little bit here and there, but like, they gave me what I needed at that time to be able to go on to the next thing, like you said. They didn't give me what I needed for that forever thing. But I didn't, at the time when I was dating them, even all as 
I mean, even with Ozias' dad, like, and that's just recent, like, I still did not know what I needed because my brain had blocked off so much due to trauma. Like, there was so much that my brain was not letting me remember that I couldn't process why what that empty feeling was, what that need was, like I couldn't, and where it was coming from, if that makes sense. And, and so I was, so like I spent all these, like we'll use Rada as an example. He was an escape. Like he made me, he was the place where I could go to be goofy and silly. And he wouldn't judge me for my goofiness and my silliness. And I could say, like, we had our own little made-up language. Like, it wasn't sign language. It wasn't, like, it was a verbal language where it sounded like gibberish. But, like, it was just, it was something we understood. Or you have Jamie. You know, he's my best, you know, he's my best guy friend. Like, he he lets me, like, he, he, no matter what, just kind of is just always encouraging like I never knew what I needed until I started picking out the things that now that there's nobody like what what were those things those one what did they give me that made me want to stay because everything was chaos but there was something just there that one thing and when I would find those things you know I I grew up feeling inadequate and See, Rod- it all stems from from your from growing up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I grew up feeling inadequate, and um, and Rod- and then as I was going through my issues with my ex husband and getting divorced and all that, what Rada did that made me latch on to him was that he saw me being a mom. He saw me putting in my full effort. And he acknowledged it and said that I was a good mom and I was doing the best when everybody at that time was telling me how terrible I was. And that's the only person. And at that moment in time, that's what I I needed because I needed somebody to, and I still am that way. Like I always uh, like, I need that. I need, so like now I know the things that I need and that's what I look for. I'm not looking for the things that I want. Exactly. So it, it that's what I'm saying. Some people, we've all heard the term. We've all heard the phrase, some people are, are are there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You know what I mean? Um, the, I would say the difference now compared to all the other past failed relationships that I had is that those, I felt like those relationships were all a part of me literally exercising the abandonment issues that I dealt with as a child. Yeah, like the inadequacy. Yeah, mine was all about like the inadequacy. It's the inadequacy. The inadequacy. Like me, I'm a middle child, right? So my entire life up until I would say, before I was the baby, it was me and my brother and I was the baby. I was the youngest out of everybody. So I had certain you know, I was given certain types of uh, free range when it came to certain things up until my sister came. Mm-hmm. And then I was the middle child. Mm-hmm. And I grew up feeling as if I wasn't, the attention was taken off of me. Mm-hmm. And now it's given to. You felt neglected. My sister. 
yeah, I felt neglected, like, most of my teenage life. And when you're a teenager, you know they say when you're a child, your brain is a sponge. Mm -hmm. As a teenager, it's really kind of like you're still developing young adult wisdom that you're supposed to get from those that are around you. Yep. So the only thing that I got when I was as an as a young adult is that like I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do extra yep. in order for people to pay attention to me, whether it's good or bad, because I was bad as hell when I was a teenager. Um, I got uh, abusive relationships. My first abusive relationship was when I was a teenager. Um, I watched abusive relationships as teens, so. Yeah. I kind of carried that into my relationships as a young adult and yeah. as an adult up until I decided that, you know, I'm not, because a lot of people don't know when I was in Atlanta, I was in a very toxic, abusive relationship, which broke me down to my core. And I did not want to come back to Indiana. Like, y'all, I was like, man, fuck that. I'm never going back to Indiana. I'm going to stick this shit out. Me and him are going to work out no matter how terrible the relationship was, no matter how bad it made me feel. And after a while, I was just like, you know, this isn't healthy for me. I felt like that me breaking free from that last relationship I was in and me actually taking the time to be like, you know what, there's nothing wrong with going back in order to move forward. So I had to come back here, rebuild my entire life over. I discovered so much about myself. I discovered I I cut away so many things that I held on to. And I kind of came into this this new mindset of, you know what, I know what I don't want and I know what I want. And whatever I don't want, I'm not going to entertain it. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now, even in my relationship. And it's, it takes for you to let go of what you knew to be healthy as a child because you realize that, like, no, this shit is killing me. Like, oh, for real. Shit, like, oh, this shit is, is tearing me down. It, it went, you, you know? <laughs> it's, it's fucked. And you know what's crazy is that, like, perfect example. When I first moved here and I got my first place down here, I said, I want a house. I want a house. And my pops, my pops was like, man, just get you a one-bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, you don't need nothing. I said, no, I want a house. I've never had a house before. I'm going to get me a house. I got me a house. It was a three-bedroom, four-basement, everything. The house was huge. It was beautiful when I moved in beautiful i said all i want me is a cat got me a cat we got our cat and everything i went through so much in that house and it was so big it was just me it was over it was excessive Mm -hmm. it was like it was like just like i went through a lot of my shadow work in that house too and now i moved and i have my one bedroom it's my favorite place I barely ever want to leave. <laughs> I have my cats. I'm happy. I'm content. And I'm a minimalist. Yeah. So sometimes we only need a very small amount in order for us to make us happy. That's why I was saying excessiveness when it comes to dating. When it's it unnecessary. To, it's unnecessary. You don't have to. And, oh, man. 
You see, I the way the the world and their date in the dating today, it's so it's so funny. I always because of what I you know, I was molested when I was a kid. And so I have been acutely aware of what my body can do for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I know I can get a guy's attention with my body. When I stopped using that at like when that's when you like some that's when I'm being serious. Like when I don't want to sleep with you per se, but I'm still here, like it's different in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different. I had like I'm not looking at you like this over here. You're not just a piece of meat. Like you're I'm looking at it like now I'm looking at where you like what like now I'm looking at it in a way like I can't even put it into words like what goes on in my head. But like I'm starting to do like the math and the calculations and like, oh, this is what they this is. Oh, they have they can do that. I need this. They have that. <laughs> now not only do I need that, I want that too. Like I'm starting to want the things that I need. Exactly. And I don't and need the someone And I don't need to know about the sex. I don't need to know if the sex is good cuz I know if you're I know I'm good. So I don't need to even be focused on that. <laughs> but imagine you meeting someone and they start to pretty much identify your strengths that you never even really even knew. Like, because I think we as women... It'd be over. ...with social media, we... we, we it's like social media kind of instills this bit of insecurity in, in women in general because everybody is showing their asses or everybody is showing their boobs, everybody's showing their body. You got women that's twerking and doing this and doing that. So a woman who doesn't have that mentality of knowing that she's better than that could look at that and be like, okay, well, this is what I need to do in order for me to get attention. Like, this is one of the reasons why you would notice that someone who was in a relationship, you would notice when they don't be in that relationship anymore because then they start dressing different. They want to take more revealing pictures or they, you know what I'm saying, their whole mindset changes. is like, okay, well, Stella got her groove back. So right. I'm gonna just get extra sexy and take these extra sexy pictures, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the, um, the, uh, the, the feeling I need of, of someone telling me I'm beautiful and telling me I'm sexy, even though the only thing they look at me at is is this body. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that what I've learned in my last two relationships is that sometimes people see the greatness in you before you can see it. Mm-hmm. Cause like, no, what, no, nobody ever really told me. Well, you know, like my boyfriend says, he doesn't think that a lot of women are funny. Like, like when you meet a woman who's funny, who can make you laugh, who's easier to talk to, and you see outside of you see you see her for what she is outside of what she looks like, that is a confident booster. That's the type of relationship that you want when it comes to the to someone that you're in a relationship with you don't want no one who just always constantly says dang your ass looks so good in those jeans or <laughs> right oh my god i can't wait you know what i mean like it's men on here who literally men on on social media who literally feel uncomfortable seeing their girlfriends take provocative pictures or being provocative videos 
there's women out there who think that's the only way that they're going to get a man. So it's like we're constantly at war with this battle on what's accepting and what's going to attract the mate that we want. That's the issue that we have right now as far as women because we, we what we think may be good for us may not be good. Like, I, sh- I know damn well that I probably should not have thought about the fact that I want to have multiple husbands. You know what I'm saying? In my mind, that probably sounded like a cool idea, but I know me. I'm going to end up liking <laughs> one person more than I like the other person, and then I'm not going to probably want to be around that person as much as I like being around that other person, or I'm going to look at this. And you like to like spoil. Like, you're a spoiler. You're, you're a spoiler, too, so, like... Yeah, I can. And you can't give all that. Once you give your energy to... Yeah, I'm the same way. I I can't do it. If I like one, I'm going to end up liking that one more than I'm going to like the other one. So it'll always be an imbalance because I'll feel as if... And I I go through the same thing with my cats. I have two cats. (laughs) So one cat is going to want more attention from me than the other cat. And and eventually, I, I can't... I can't have a third cat. I don't need six cats. I don't know how people could have six cats and two dogs. I just need two, and that's it. You just need. So you need to. Know, I love the fact that you said you are. just need to. <laughs> yeah, I just need two cats. I don't know how y'all be doing seven cats. I don't know who you're saying y'all to. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying whoever listens. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Much. I have two dogs. Yeah, I, I just want my. I'm. I'm 40. I, I just want to have life to be as simple as possible. I don't need a lot of extra. You know what I mean. I'm. I'm extremely grateful that I. I went through the bumps and bruises, and that I went through the journey that I went through with, the, with those people because it taught me a lot about myself. And even to this day, any of my exes, none of them. I would say I hate or they hate or they'll say that they hate me. Like I could see an ex while I'm out, they'll probably say hi to me because there's never there's never been a dramatic exit to the point to where I could say I absolutely hate my exes. So they were there for that moment, that period of time, and it expired. I don't hate anybody. I don't hate my exes. I strongly dislike their behavior still. <laughs> And even still with that, like, I'm not in bad blood with anybody that I've dated. I just don't deal with you. I'll never double back. Right. Oh, I'm never. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll never double back. I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to be bothered. If I see them and they come towards me and say hi, I'll say hi now in my 40s. (laughs) But I'm not going to. I wouldn't have. I would not. What you say? Did you just say something, Sean? It sounded like somebody said something. You, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have done it even as early as last year. That shit oh, I hear that. What is that? There's something. Do you have something? I hear somebody talking. There's a guy talking. No. No, that ship, that ship has sailed. And if you notice, like, I don't even, like, me and, me and my boyfriend, we follow each other on social media, but I don't even put all my business on social media like that because mm-hmm. I don't have time for anybody saying anything to me about what my boyfriend did or anybody saying anything to my boyfriend about who I am and what I did. Like, he knows who I am. He knows what I've done. Like, I don't need nobody in my inboxes. I don't need no messy shit. I don't want nobody all in my relationship. Yeah, I... So I keep my relationship to myself. Like, 
I'll drop little hints that I have that I have somebody. Right. But I don't I don't need that. I I reached that point with when I started with Oziah's dad. And I think I did that because he was on the opposite end of the spectrum. He and his group of friends tell each other anything and everything. And um, not necessarily on Facebook, but like they, it's same, it still does the same, you know, you know, it still did the same as what people talking on Facebook and their inputs and things. And I just um, love the mystique about it. Do what? I love the mystique. I love the mystery. Well, I mean, just people, you open, you open the door to allow people's opinions in. And when they don't get to see the whole thing, and that's my thing, I'm like, how can you sit there and talk and discuss? And he's like, well, we can't vent. I mean, just understand, like, that's, I mean, you can vent, but that's eventually going to come back in in a wrong way. Like, they're going to decide, like, you just, the less... There's just better ways to do it, I guess. Absolutely. And then, like, what I'm trying to like say. a lot of people like to go get into things with their exes or even the person that they're with, and then they go on social media and they vent and and they, they talk about what they got going on in their household. Like, why would I be with somebody that I can't sit down and talk to when there's, like, something on my mind or, we, or we're having a... a a pickle so to speak and I can't sit down and I can't talk to my man so I'm gonna just go to Facebook and vent about it like you're allowing like I know that you know what I'm saying y'all probably don't believe in that and this like Shawnee D he doesn't believe in you know what I'm saying Zodiacs <laughs> and that's fine I'm a firm believer that when you open up the door to what's going on in your life I knew you were going there. Go on. <laughs> you open up the door to what's going on in your life. You allow, you can allow bad spirits to enter into what you have going on. In yeah. Your life. What's like, the What's the verse? I forget the verse, but it's like when you, um, it's some. It's essentially like when you go back to eat your own vomit. Essentially, yeah. it's like when you open the door for one. Um, when you clear, it's important that when you cast out the demons, that you replace it with something else because, um, they'll try to come back and they won't, the same demon will try to return. And when it returns, it's going to come back with like a hundred more. That's the paraphrased version of the verse. I can't remember the verse. People can literally project their energy onto you. Yep. You know what I mean? Like energy is, is definitely transferable. It's the same thing when it comes to sex. You know what I mean? Yep. Like sex is a, is a sex is a that's sexual why, that's energy why, exchange. That's why when when I truly like the person for the right reasons, I cut even the idea of it off in my mind because I don't want I don't want that sexual energy there at first. I don't want it there. I want to be able to be clear-minded and I don't want it to be like I want to know that, that I'm making those choices based off of the right reasons. Like, you know how many like, guys I haven't been able to date because of that? <laughs> like, here I am trying to do it the right way, and I quickly find out they don't want to do it the right way. <laughs> Man, because a lot of a lot of people are literally following the, the trends of, of dating, and, and, and we're in this hookup culture right now where, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people, they just really just want a body. You know what I mean? 
lot of people just want a body. I mean, I want a body to snuggle with and lay next to, but like I wouldn't, I need, that's not what I need. That would just be like the cherry on top. You know, it's just too messy for me. I, I, it's just, it's just too messy. And a lot of, po- a lot of people. Well, you don't even have to worry about it now. They, um, when they project that type of energy on them, you know, when you open up your relationship for social media, you got to be very careful about that because people, there's a lot of people out here who are low key witches, like real talk. And witches, the witches I'm talking about, these ain't the ones that's on brooms and got black cats and. With, are ugly with pointy noses. A lot of these witches got lace fronts and big lashes and wear waist beads or, you know what I'm saying? A lot of these witches just look like everyday Shirley's that work at Kroger. So you don't know what kind of bad energy, bad juju that they put on you by you putting your business out there for everybody to know about it. I have a book I have a book that you would love to read. It's called Escaping the Cauldron. And it's about this woman's journey, um, her faith journey, and how she started off as a Christian, then decided to become a witch, then she decided to become a Christian again, then she decided to become a half and half, half witch, half Christian. (laughs) And it just explains that whole entire culture of um, mysticism, I guess. You would love, you would like it. Yeah, I don't think I'll I'll go back to being a Christian, but... I just believe that um, I, I live according to a different, that's a different conversation. But, and you know, I don't judge anybody based on what they believe in. I believe that we, we all should believe in, in something outside of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> that's light, that's beautiful, that's loving. Um, so I don't judge anything on that on that notation, but I do believe that there are negative bad spirits out here. If you're not careful, they can't attach themselves to you, to your home, to your family, to your relationship. Absolutely. So you got to constantly stay prayed up. You got to just be protected. A thousand percent. And it's like, yeah, that's the other thing. It's just like, you always have to stay on guard. It's so hard. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So hard. You know, they, they've opened up the veil. The veil has been lifted. So we're, we're easily, we can be easily um, inviting certain types of things into our lives that we don't want if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to certain things that you watch, certain oh, things that you listen to. And you to. listen to. Oh, absolutely. I know, I know exactly what songs to play if I want to be in a specific different types of moods. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to go. I know you got to go. That's what I was about to say. That's why I lean forward. <laughs> we can edit. You know, you can talk freely how I know. There's no sum up. There's no there's no this is just how I do it. People kick it in. Now you that you have um, had a little taste, but this isn't even the real thing. So you're going to have to come back and come and see what all Shawnee can do in the studio for real. So you can see. Yeah, because my cats is crying. Oh, are they hungry? Two cats. That's what I'm saying. Two cats. That's all you need. All right. Yeah. I appreciate. I enjoyed my time. Yeah. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you for stopping by or calling in. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm sorry I couldn't stop by. I would have liked it my coffee. Nah, you're all good. We're going to enjoy your coffee. 
right, then. We'll well, share. I'm going to get up out of here. You all have a blessed day. And thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Hey, that was my girl, Shannon. We like to hang out. We talk about life, as you can see. Um, she and I grew up. I was when I say grow up, I'm going I'm talking about like our 20s. We essentially grew up together in our 20s and our 30s. And we both went. I had moved. We both did our little journey out to Washington. Like I did mine. I got up and left and went. I went to Washington, D.C. And then. She, but I came back before she left to go to Atlanta, but she essentially did what I did when I went out to DC. We picked up and said, fuck it all essentially, and tried to make a better life for us in bigger cities. And, um, we learned our lessons while we were out there. Not that we couldn't do it, not that we couldn't become successful, but, um, that there were other responsibilities and things that we needed to, to learn. And we've, we learned lessons and, I think that was kind of um, what got me closer to her because I, when she moved and I, I knew all the things she was going through down there. Um, I finally felt like I found like she, she would understand what I was going through when I went to Washington DC and she, you know, she and I have like kindred spirits and I always love, it's always a good time. And I love hanging out with her. She's my, she's my little boo thing. I love her. But that's the show. We will pick up next week, right where we left off last week with the PTSD and the PTSR. Every once in a while, I might have somebody in here. And um, I do want it to try to stay as focused on topics um, that I plan. But I think that um, I really just wanted to have a little bit of fun because all last week I was dealing with a sick child. And I'm trying not to get sick, too. And so... I think I just wanted to continue on with my vibe from the weekend of just wanting to have a little fun still. I, you know, every time, every once in a while, this mama gets exhausted and overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I just want to do something easy and breezy. So thanks for hanging out. Come back and see us next week. Bye.